Greetings, viewers and listeners. We are about to start the last of the three sessions we are doing on the person of the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Good day, good evening, good night, good morning, depending on where you are. Um, thank you for joining me on another episode of All Things Faith Walk. I have been doing a three-part series titled The Person of the Holy Spirit, and this is part three. This is the last of it. This show is called the, I'm sorry, this show is called All Things Faith Walk. I had a moment there. This show is called All Things Faith Walk. This is where I try to teach the word of God in practical terms, bite-sized, understandable ways that we can apply them to our daily lives so that we can be victorious. So I'm glad you are here. If you are not a subscriber, I am encouraging you to do so, so you can get notification when I put out a new video. I am also encouraging you to comment, ask questions, share your experiences, interact with me so that I can um, interact back with you. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Books by Rosemary or Books by Rosemary Downer. The same thing applies to Instagram. My website is booksbyrosemary.com. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And I pray that this will be a blessing to you. So last episode of this series, The Person of Holy Spirit. So the first question I address, I'm going to go through the introduction real quick um, <clears throat> in these um, sessions is, is the Holy Spirit God? Because, you know, we can embrace God as a person and we can embrace Jesus as a person, but some of us struggle with thinking about Holy Spirit as a person. But I'm here to introduce to you or tell you that Holy Spirit is not a thing. We should not address him as it. He's a person. And if God is a person and Holy Spirit is God, then Holy Spirit is a person. The Spirit is of God. It's not a thing. It's his person. It's his breath. It's his essence. It's his, it's his who he is. So for most Christian denominations, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And I'm not here to debate for a second or third person, but I'm here to tell you that Holy Spirit is a part of God, is God, is a part of three part of him, if that makes sense. Because he's three parts, but he's one part. And that's the mystery of the Trinity. When we try to figure it out, we might get an aneurysm because this is hidden truth that the Father has intentionally hidden from us until we get to the other side. And so I don't believe in trying to deduce from scripture what scripture is not showing us or, or, or what's not in scripture. Wait until they, we get the full revelation on the other side. We see through a glass now unclearly, even though we can see through the glass. We don't see the whole depth of the truth because some things are just withheld from us. And so I believe that God himself is three, but he's one. Now, how is that possible? Okay. And this there lies the mystery. So along with God the Father and God the Son is God the Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son. God is all of them. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. God is the Spirit. The Spirit is God. And if Jesus is God, and God is Jesus, and God is the Holy Ghost, 
that means Jesus is the Holy Spirit. So you see how they are intertwined yet separate. All right. So let's take a look at the fact that the Holy Spirit has been here since the beginning of time. Genesis 1 verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So from the time the earth had no form, from the time the earth was empty, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. The Spirit has been here from the beginning of time. Psalm 33, 16 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. By the creative word of the Lord were the heavens made. By the word of the Lord were the heavens created. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So the Holy Spirit was here from the time of creation. Actually, if the Holy Spirit is God and God has no beginning and no ending, so does Holy Spirit. No beginning and no ending. So is Holy Spirit God? Yes, he is. Now, we will see here that Holy Spirit is God in this passage of scripture as well. Acts 5, verse 3, Peter said to Ananias after he had, and his wife had sold the property and they were to bring the funds to the church. It's their property. They could bring whatever they want to bring. But they lied about what they sold the property for and withheld some of what they sold the property for. They didn't have to because it's their property. Peter said to Ananias, Satan had filled him to lie with filled his heart to lie the Holy Spirit. And a nice lie. Peter didn't say you lied to me. Peter said you lied to the Holy Spirit. Acts 5, verse 3. In verse 4, Peter told Ananias that he had lied to God. Now, Peter is not contradicting himself. Basically, he is saying, You lie to the Holy Spirit, you lie to God. You lie to God, you lie to the Holy Spirit. So Lying to the Holy Spirit is lying to God. We see that here in Acts 5, verse 3. And let me also say, if Holy Spirit was a thing and not a person, you couldn't lie to him. He's a person. That's why we can lie to him. This is why we can lie to him. So we see scriptures where they are the same. God is Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is God. Now, let me show you one scripture that shows us that they, they can also be distinct and separate. Mark 1, verses 10 to 11. That verse says, As Jesus came, at, came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Watch. As Jesus came up out of the water, Jesus is coming out of the water. Jesus now sees the Spirit, Holy Spirit, descending on him. Jesus, Holy Spirit, separate on him. And then he heard a voice from heaven, which is the voice of the Father saying, you are my beloved son and I find great joy in you. So you have Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, separate. 
But we just saw in previous verse that they are one. So can, is, G, is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Can they be separate? Yes. Are they together? Yes. And when I say Holy Spirit is a human being, is a person, I'm not saying he's a human being. I'm not saying he has flesh and bones and skin like myself. God is a person. God, I'm sorry. God, yes, God is a person, not a human being. He's a person, not a thing. He's, he's, he is a life person. He has emotions. He, he has feelings. He has desires. He hates. He loves. So he's not a thing. So is Holy Spirit, but not a human being with flesh and skin and like myself, not a physical being, but a person. Spirit. This Holy Spirit has a mind. This Holy Spirit has a personality. That's what makes him a person, not a thing. And so this is what I'm going through over these three weeks or three episodes to show us that Holy Spirit is a person. I've gone through 10 characteristics of Holy Spirit thus far. In the first episode, I covered five characteristics. Holy Spirit has a mind, Romans 8, 27. Holy Spirit has a will, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Holy Spirit leads, Galatians 5, 18. Holy Spirit teaches, John 14, 26. Holy Spirit convicts, John 16, verse 8. And in part two, I covered five additional characteristics of Holy Spirit. He guides, John 16, 13. He strengthens and encourages, Acts 9, 31. He helps believers in their weaknesses, Romans 8, 26. He intercedes for believers, Romans 8, 26. So he helps believers in their weaknesses, Romans 8, 26a, the first part. He intercedes for believers is Romans 8, Romans 8, 26b, the second part of the verse. And finally, Number 10 or five, he testifies Romans 8, 16, which means he, he bears witness that we are children of God. Now, today in the final episode, part three of this series, I'm going to cover an additional five characteristics of Holy Spirit. The last five characteristics of Holy Spirit. One, he restrains. Two, he can be lied to. Three, he can be resisted. Four, he can be blasphemed. Five, he can be vexed and grieved. You can't vex and grieve a thing. He's a person. We're talking about the person. Jesus, um, Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit restrains. Acts 16, 6 to 8. Now they pass through the territory of Phrygia and Galatia after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in the West Coast province of Asia Minor. After being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in the West Coast province of Asia Minor. And after they came to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus, see right there, the spirit of Jesus, we see many places that he's the spirit of God. He's the spirit of God and he's the spirit of Jesus. They're all mixed up together. They are one, but separate as we see in Mark. But the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. The spirit of Jesus, in other words, restrained them. So passing by Messiah, they went down to Troas. 
the Spirit of God restrained Apostle Paul and his companion from going to Asia Minor and from going through Mysia. They try to go into Bithynia. So the Spirit of God restricted them from going to Asia Minor and also from going to Bithynia, not Mysia. Bithynia. So the Holy Spirit directed where they went to restrain them, restricted them from going to certain places and allowed them to go to certain places. Aren't you thankful for Holy Spirit? And guess what? He's doing the very same thing today. He can lead us. He can navigate us. He can guide us. He can tell you, don't take Highway 10. Take the local roads. And when you get home, you hear there's an accident on Highway 10 that was set up for you. He can tell you, don't answer that call. Don't write the email now. Go and take a walk. Let it sit there for a while. Let Holy Spirit minister to you. Then write the email. He can restrain us from doing things that will go south if we disobey him. Hallelujah. He's, remember now, Holy Spirit is omniscient. He sees what's ahead. And he can restrict us from going down that path because he knows what's ahead. So all that we're reading about and hearing about that Holy Spirit is and can do. He's still doing it today. Send me your testimonies. Put them in the chat. Put them in the comments, I'm sorry. And let me know how you're interacting with Holy Spirit. How is he restraining you? How is he guiding you? How is he strengthening you? How is he interceding for you? How is he testifying to you that you are indeed a child of God. He can be lied to. We talked about this in Acts 5, verses 1 to 3, I'm going to read. Now a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's full knowledge and complicity, she knew and agreed. He kept back some of the proceeds, bringing only a portion of it and set it out at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and secretly kept back, of, kept back for yourself some of the proceeds from the sale of the land? So who did he lie to? Holy Spirit. Can we lie to the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. He's a person. He can hear. He understands. So one, he restrains. Two, he can be lied to. Three, he can be resisted. Acts 7, verse 51. You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you're always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. Children of Israel. You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you're always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You're doing just as your fathers did. That's the Amplified Version. NIV says, you stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You're just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. So this is when Holy Spirit is telling us to do something, giving us directives, and we push it aside. When we refuse to hear and do what Holy Spirit tells us to do, he still speaks. He still guides, and I'm so grateful for that. I want him to lead every step of my way. Every move I make, I want it to be directed by him in the most minute 
or seemingly minute issue of my life. And the idea is not to be stiff-necked. The idea is to be pliable in his hands, to be led by him, to be directed by him, to be obedient to him, to be submissive to him. He can be resisted. But there's a price we pay when we resist Holy Spirit. Let us be submissive. Let us be humble. Let us be sold out. Let us be committed to Holy Spirit upon our lives. Number four, Holy Spirit can be blasphemed. We can speak against him. And I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. There's, there's the jury is not final on this. Is it still now that one can blaspheme and not be forgiven? Or was Jesus speaking about that specific situation to that specific set of people who constantly attributed what he did in the power of Holy Spirit to Beelzebub? When we do not give Holy Spirit credit for what he has done, we have spoken against him. We have blasphemed against him. So sometimes we need to just keep our mouths shut because we see things happen and we attribute it to self or something else being our critical self when it is the father that's doing the work. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. I struggle with that. I struggle with that because I believe his, his blood can cover all sins. Maybe that's something to look into more deeply. I struggle with that. I tend, I'm inclined to believe he was talking specifically on that occasion to that set of people. Because if that was the case, the way we in the body of Christ speak against Holy Spirit, when he operates, when he moves in our congregations, when he does things and we criticize the person and say it can't, they can't be real, they're not authentic and give credit to something else versus Holy Spirit, that's speaking against the Holy Spirit. So how many of us then are walking with sins that are not forgiven? He died on the cross and his, cross, his blood covers everything. There's nothing we can do, I believe, that he doesn't forgive. Even when we speak against him, we, he can forgive us of it out of our ignorance, out of our pride, out of our arrogance. He can forgive us of it. And he has done it many, 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 many times and he is still doing it. That's my belief on this scripture, that he was speaking specifically to that group of people at that specific moment. Because if that's still the case today, many of us have unforgiven sin. That's not going to get us anywhere. Think about it. Last point. Holy Spirit can be vexed and grieved. You can't vex or grieve a thing. I said that earlier. You can make him mad. Isaiah 63 verses 9 to 10. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. His presence saved them. His love and mercy. He redeemed them. He lifted them up. That's God being addressed there and carried them all days of old. That's God. Yet they rebelled and grieved his, God's Holy Spirit. Yet they rebelled and grieved his, which is God's Holy Spirit. So God, so he, God, turned and became their enemy and he himself fought against them. Can we grieve and vex Holy Spirit? 
Yes, we see that here in Isaiah 63, 9 to 10. We want to live in harmony with Holy Spirit. We welcome him in our lives. Tell him you need him. Tell him you can't live without him. Tell him you need him to guide you, to teach you, to comfort you, to strengthen you, to lead you, to help you, to intercede for you. You don't want to resist him. You don't want to vex him. You don't want to upset him. You don't want to grieve him. I don't want to grieve. I want to be in fellowship with Holy Spirit. Amen. So we see here through these 15 characteristics that I have covered that yes, indeed, this Holy Spirit is a person. I just covered. He restrains. He can be lied to. He can be resisted. He can be blasphemed. And he can be vexed and grieved. And the session before this, I covered that he has a mind. He has a will. He leads. He teaches, he convicts. And the first session, he first session was he has a mind, he has a will, he leads, he teaches and convicts. And the second session was he guides, he strengthens and encourages. He helps believers in their weaknesses. He intercedes for believers and he testifies, he confirms, he bears witness that we are God's children. Here are 15 proof with scriptures. That Holy Spirit is a person, not a thing. Treat him accordingly. Don't hurt his feelings. Don't insult him. Don't vex him. Work with him and embrace him in your life. I want him when I'm asleep, when I'm awake, when I'm working, when I'm playing, when I'm earning, when I'm spending, when I'm relaxing. I want him in every facet of my life that he will lead, guide, teach, direct, comfort, strengthen, uplift, intercede, lead me to truth, download in me divine revelation, strengthen me when I'm weak. So this is what I'm praying, that we will have a hunger for Holy Spirit, that we'll embellish his presence and encourage him to be more pronounced in our lives in the name of Jesus. So I thank you again for joining me on this episode of all things faith walk. This is where we talk about the word of God in practical terms. A practical thing to do is ask God to fill your life with Holy Spirit. Ask him to lead you by his spirit. That's practical. So you can be victorious. So you can be strong. So you can live according to the word of Almighty God because we cannot do it in our own strength. Ask him. That's a practical step to take today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. And I pray that this was a blessing to you. Come again for the next episode that I'll put out following this. Subscribe, follow me, make a comment, share. Go to my website, check out my books. Info at booksbyrosemary is email. Booksbyrosemary.com is the website. Books by Rosemary is Facebook and Instagram or Books by Rosemary. So again, I thank you so very much for joining me on another episode of All Things Faithful, where we talk about the Word of God in practical. Now you go and be blessed in the name of Jesus.